Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Welcome in Thursday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. We've got a loaded program today and so glad you can be with us. And don't forget, if you can't join us live on the Big X, you can always find us as a podcast. We make that available each afternoon, but no matter how you join our show, thanks for the feedback. Thanks for being with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective each day is our goal. And uh, now we're in off-season mode as far as the Hoosiers go But still a lot of basketball ahead. Final four coming up this weekend. National championship game on Monday. High school basketball over for the year. Providence concludes the season as the 2A state champion. But lots of recruiting and transfer portal madness and uh, off-season things to break down and discuss. And we'll have it for you here each and every weekday at 11 a.m. Let's take a look at the show lineup for this Thursday program, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one today, a really good guy and a good friend, Larry Miller, is in studio with me today. Larry's been a longtime high school basketball coach, primarily in Louisville, and also just a big basketball junkie. If you're involved in basketball in this area, you probably know Coach Miller. He's headed to the Final Four later this week, and he's going to join us today to share some of His thoughts on the final four matchups and really the NCAA tournament overall when he joins us here coming up in just a few moments. Also, later in the show today, it's Thursday, so Alex Bozich of Inside the Halls with us. Lots of movement on this IU roster in the offseason so far. We'll catch catch up with everything with Alex when he joins us uh, later in the show today. There's plenty to talk to talk about right now from an IU perspective. And then later in the show, Gabe Cups, uh, IU commit in the class of 2023 uh, from Centerville, Ohio. There's a lot of excitement about him and his game that he's going to bring to Bloomington here in a couple seasons. He was recently voted Mr. Basketball as a junior in the state of Ohio by coaches, and then recently, yesterday, in fact, he was again voted Ohio Mr. Basketball as a junior by a media panel. So he's getting all kind of love uh, in the Buckeye State. He's a future Hoosier, and he's going to join us to talk about his high school season, the Mr. Basketball Award, and what he's going to be doing here in the offseason as he travels on a big circuit to play uh, high-level basketball here in the spring and summer. That's the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Just a couple reminders. Thornton's text line is open. Love to hear from you. Uh, if you've got a question on IU basketball, 
or something you want me to bring up with Gabe Cups and IU Recruit when he joins us later in the show, you can send it to 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. And you can download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. Also, I need to tell you the Big X Sports Radio golf cards are ready. Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play all of those great courses for under $25 a round using the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Now, supply is limited. They're going quick. Buy yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812 725 one four five seven. Final four coming up on Saturday. Actually, the women get it started on Friday uh, when the U of L women, a local entry, we'll see if they. I think they're probably the fourth best team in that field, to be quite honest, to see if they can make some noise on Friday. But Saturday, we're all geared up for uh, the men's final four. It's a blue blood final four. And Coach Larry Miller, he's currently the Evangel Christian coach in Louisville. They've had a lot of talent there here recently. And a former coach at Moore High School and Mayo High School, also out in the state at Hopkinsville. And many moons ago, he coached over in Cincinnati and won a state championship at Woodward High School there. And, Coach, you've also done a lot of freelance NBA work. So you're a basketball guy through and through. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show, Matt, and, and love talking about uh, college basketball. It's certainly a passion. Absolutely. Coach, uh, let's talk about these matchups. I guess maybe before we get into this weekend's matchups, your biggest surprise or surprises from the NCAA tournament? Is it the Peacocks of St. Peter's? Uh, is there anything else that stuck with you over the last few weeks of March Madness? A- absolutely. I think uh, St. Peter's probably with such a limited budget in the in the MAAC, I think their budget, recruiting budget and basketball budget is the lowest of all the schools in the MAAC. And, of course, uh, uh, Coach Patino was uh, favored to win that tournament and, uh, at Iona, and he, he didn't do it. So, but I think uh, St. Peter's had the best extended run of upsets uh, probably in the history of the NCAA tournament, beating Kentucky and Murray State, who had won 20-something games in a row and, and then upsetting Purdue, with Purdue having all the size that they had and St. Peter's not having size. And, of course, Coach uh, uh, Holloway uh, parlayed that into the Seton Hall job yesterday. It'll be interesting to see if St. Peter's, if they hire an assistant, because uh, it's certainly going to help their program and, and make them a contender in MAC uh, and going forward. And I think I saw that one of the Rutgers assistants – so kind of a Big Ten connection is rumored to maybe be someone that St. Peter's uh, goes after to replace uh, Coach Hollowell, which is a good story. I can remember him playing in the McDonald's All-American game, which this year's version was played a couple nights ago uh, on national TV on ESPN. Uh, he was quite the player for Seton Hall, and to see him get a chance to go back there after this magical run, just kind of a great storybook ending for him. Great player at uh, St. Patrick High School. He kind of built that program with uh, Coach Gary DeCesar, who's been very successful in the high school ranks and in college ranks. And uh, he kind of got that program off the ground. And I think they had Al Harrington and some other guys that uh, really took that high school program into the top 20 in the country. And then, of course, Seton Hall, he did extremely well also. Yeah. All right, Coach Miller, let's jump into Final Four discussion. Kansas and Villanova. I think Kansas is playing great basketball right now. 
I would have thought Kansas-Villanova would have been a tremendous ball game, and it still may be, but with the big injury there of one of the Villanova starters, I think that definitely puts them uh, in the back seat on this semifinal game. Well, with Justin Moore, who was their second-leading scorer and third-leading rebounder being out with the uh, with the knee injury, it really uh, – but one thing about Villanova, they had a problem last year when Gillespie, the point guard, got hurt, and they were able to get to the final 16, and they gave Baylor – a really good game. In fact, they were up seven in the second half. And, of course, Baylor went on to win the national championship. So they have played without star players before. And the fact is their pace is very slow. Uh, they're one of the 20th slowing offensive pace teams in the country now now jay's got more plays than shakespeare so he's got plenty of <laughs> he's got plenty of things that he can do to uh to get the ball to the right person at the right time so i, I think that'll be a contrast in skiles because kansas plays extremely fast and uh i've heard a lot of people say that the kansas second half against miami is the best kansas has played in 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 several years uh, since probably they won the national championship back when they beat Memphis so uh, it'll be a and, a and a statistic a key statistic that I've heard is Kansas when David McCormick scores 10 points or more is 44 and 9 so I think if, if McCormick is able to get some inside points that'll be a that'll be a key point in the game because when they're outside guys uh, their guards are extremely talented and if they get any kind of inside help at all they're very difficult to beat and of course Coach Self is a Hall of Fame coach, as Coach Wright's a Hall of Fame coach. So two great coaches, There's, there'll be no big advantage in the coaching. It's just the fact that I think Kansas has the, the depth. And Randy Martin coming off the bench, who was a big star at Arizona State, coming off the bench getting 15, 16 points a game, it just really gives them a depth that Villanova doesn't have currently. So Kansas, your pick in that? Kansas person. would be my pick yeah. in that game, yes. You mentioned Martin and coming in from Arizona State. I'm going to mix in some other college basketball talk as we work in the final four games every day on this show, even during the season, but definitely in the off season. the transfer portal is a topic that drives this program in the off season. Just look at Indiana right now, four players – announced earlier this week and at the end of last week they're going to hit the portal and there's probably going to be more activity coming and going uh, for the Hoosiers and every program in college basketball this offseason. You've been around this game for so long. Can you talk about how recruiting and how transfer portal activity has affected college basketball and just the daily workflow for a coach? I mean, they're constantly managing their roster. It's unbelievable. Well, kids can leave at any time. It's 365 days that you've got to you've got to recruit your own kids to make sure they come back. And uh, the portal has definitely changed recruiting because I've talked to several coaches. I've got a really good senior that I'm trying to place, and uh, uh, they're basically telling me we're not recruiting any high school kids at all now uh, because we're getting everything out of the transfer portal and. Uh, people don't realize also that a lot of kids that put their name in the portal don't get picked up at all. So they're going from a situation where they have a scholarship and have a chance to get an education, and they lose that opportunity because they put themselves in the portal and they don't get picked up. And only uh, 0.9% of all the college players play in the NBA. Uh, so uh, what are we doing here as far as education where uh, kids are losing opportunities that they should have? Of course, now there is – the, on the other side of coin, players should have the right probably to have some freedom, uh, have have some money and stuff. With college coaches making four and five million dollars, 
and the players not uh, getting their fair share. I see why we've got the the NIL and those time kind of things now, but it's it's certainly a different world. And I think I think that's why Coach K left uh, at the end of this year. I think it's definitely why Roy Williams left. It's just a totally different ball game. Yeah, Larry Miller, my guests, were breaking down the Final Four and mixing in some other college basketball discussion. Let's jump to that second semifinal. It's truly a battle of the Blue Bloods, North Carolina, who I think is also red hot coming into the Final Four to take on Coach K and his farewell tour. The Blue Devils are going to be a really tough out. I think this will be a tremendous ball game on Saturday night. Well, it definitely should be. And if you remember back about a month ago, North Carolina was dead, and they lost at home to Pittsburgh. And, of course, they got the big win at Duke in Coach K's final game, and that set them up to go on the run and get in the tournament. And then they got in the tournament, and, of course, Caleb Love uh, had 30 points, 27 in the second half against UCLA, uh, a game that I personally didn't think they would win, but they were able to pull that out. And they're, they're just getting such good uh, outside shooting from, from Caleb Love and then and, and, and Manchik, and, uh, who's a 6'10 guy that's out there bombing threes. And then you've got uh, Armando Baycott inside that uh, – just came off a game where he had 20 points and 22 rebounds. I mean, 22 rebounds, that's incredible. That's Sheedway numbers for, for UK, even even plus uh, some rebounds. So uh, they're, they're certainly tough. They've got a great inside-outside game. They still, they still run the ball up the floor like they did under Roy Williams. They probably don't run as many sets. They're probably a little more free-flowing offense. So if the outside shots aren't going, I, I would say they would have – some problems, but if they're going like they did against UCLA, they're going to be very difficult to beat. All right, Coach, you're picking that game, uh, Duke-North Carolina? Uh, I've, I've got to go with Duke. Uh, something happened to Duke uh, uh, in the Michigan State game when they were down five points with five minutes to go. Uh, they caught fire, and I think these young kids, Benchero and so forth, got a lot of confidence. And uh, I think Duke uh, – Coach K's got a lot more experience than Hubert Davis, who I think Hubert Davis is a fine coach, but – but he hasn't been, and then there's also the fact Coach K going out. Those kids don't want to don't want to lose, and uh, I, I'm not sure the uh, <laughs> I don't know how the referees will play into this. But there's uh, certainly they know that it's Coach K's last season, so that could be a factor also. I, I would go with Duke in that. All right, so that would put a Duke Kansas matchup. Uh, coming up uh, Monday night in the national championship game. Who do you go with to win the whole thing this weekend? Well, Coach K uh, got his first championship beating Kansas in the semifinals in 1991 before they upset Vegas, and I, I think Coach K is going to cut down the nets again. Uh, and, and, his, and his swan song, just a tremendous career. Uh, great coach. I know he's got some – distractors and he's got a lot of people that really uh, really love the way he coaches but he's been great for the game of basketball and I think he's going to go out on top Coach Miller a couple other things I'm curious your thoughts I was watching that McDonald's All-American game the other night uh, bits and pieces of it at least there weren't really any local connections for IU fans or uh, at least on the boys side from the state of Indiana uh, but I'm, I'm curious can Duke continue 
its dominance, at least with recruiting. John Shire taking over the program as the coach in waiting right now. If I had a takeaway or a thought from the McDonald's game earlier in the week, it would be that, my goodness, Duke has another unbelievable recruiting class coming in just based on what I saw from that all-star up-and-down slam jams, not a lot of defense being played type environment. But can Shire continue at Duke what Coach K has built now for so many years? Well, he's uh, five McDonald's All-Americans is a good start because you've got to have the horses. You've got to be able to have the talent to be able uh, to stay at the level they're at. And five in one class, that's a huge recruiting class. And I noticed that uh, uh, someone just picked up a really good a really good guard. Arkansas just picked up a really good guard that's the ninth best player in the country. And and they're only going to move up to three, and they say Kentucky's two. And, and they're – Two or three are not close to one. They said even if they got another player, Duke would still have the best class. So uh, apparently that's, that's going to continue. All right, Coach, I'm going to ask one more question to you. Uh, respect your opinion a lot. Big Ten Conference, I really enjoy watching the entire conference. If there's a game on I, and I'm at home and I've got a TV around, it's on at least in the background. Why, in your opinion, has the Big Ten been so good now the last few seasons with great coaches, some big-time prospects, and really good teams, lots of great shooters, not at Indiana right now, we know that, but and then failed to have success uh, as a conference in the NCAA tournament. Disappointment after disappointment by Big Ten teams here these last two NCAA tournaments. Well, I think it's the best league in the country also, and I watch it constantly, watch BTN constantly. And uh, uh, this year I don't think they had as dominant a team as they did Last year, I thought last year's conference season was even better than this year, although this year was more balanced. And you had down all the teams at the bottom could beat the teams at the top, uh, particularly on a given night. But I, I think they're built to win the conference, and that's and they recruit to win the conference. And you've got to be extremely physical because the game's called differently in the Big Ten. And uh, when you get in a tournament, the, the game's not always officiated the same way. And uh, – Although this year has been rougher, it's almost like sometimes I've heard people say, you know, it's like a hockey game's breaking out because it's been extremely uh, physical this year. But that's a, that's an that's an interesting question. Uh, like this year, I know uh, Illinois. I, I didn't think Illinois would go very far in the tournament because I didn't think their guard play was. Uh, when you get to the tournament, your guard play has to be exceptional. You can have big guys, but the guards uh, more or less dominate postseason play. Uh, most of the time, I think that's why Kansas is is advanced and Remy Martin. Uh, you know, I think that's why Duke. You got uh, Belden Cheryl that can play. He can he he's six ten, but he can he's hit fifty percent of his threes in a tournament, and he's got a good mid range game, and he can handle the ball, and it's a. Uh, it becomes a guard game, I think, in the postseason. All right, Coach Larry Miller, he's the head coach right now at Evangel Christian in Louisville, but he's really, I call, a legend in the city of Louisville and beyond in the basketball world. Coach, enjoy your trip to the Final Four, one of the great places to visit and take in the Final Four in basketball, and I look forward to talking hoops with you here more this summer. Thanks so much, Matt. Enjoyed being on the show. All right. Larry Miller getting us started today with some great thoughts and predictions on the Final Four. We'll head to a commercial break. Uh, Mr. Basketball in Indiana down to five finalists. Connor Asesian, that's a familiar name. He uh, was on that Central Noble team that lost to Providence on Saturday. He's one of the finalists. Travis Grayson from way up in Chesterton. C.J. Gunn, future Hoosier from Lawrence North. 
Fletcher Lawyer at Homestead in the Fort Wayne area, and Braden Smith of Westfield, the five finalists. Pretty much a wide open. There's not a clear-cut favorite. We'll talk more later in the week about the Indiana Mr. Basketball race with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star when he joins us for our Friday program. IU Basketball is next with Alex Bozich. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. Back here on this Thursday program, Alex Bozich inside the hall with us to talk IU basketball in this segment. Still ahead later today, Gabe Cups. He's a 2023 commit to IU, recently named Ohio Mr. Basketball as a junior. That's allowed in Ohio. Uh, He's going to join the program today to talk about his big junior season, uh, what he's going to be up to in the offseason, and we'll talk some IU hoops with Gabe a little bit later as well. The Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. And right now, Alex Bozich joins the program. Alex, I just had Coach Miller on talking about his final four thoughts. Uh, He predicts Duke. Uh, What do you have this weekend? Yeah, I mean, that's – I'm thinking Duke and, and Kansas in the championship game, and from there anything can happen. They're really unfortunate, I think, with, with Villanova not being able to be at, at full strength, uh, losing uh, one of their their second-best player. Obviously, with an Achilles injury, I think it's going to set them back uh, from that perspective. But I, I like I like Duke and Kansas to, to advance, and I, I agree that I think Duke has uh, probably the most talented roster of anybody in the Final Four, obviously – I think at this level, um, you've got to have the most talent uh, typically uh, prevails, and Duke's got several guys who are projected to be lottery picks. And You just kind of get the feeling with it being Coach K's last season that it was kind of going to be a storybook ending here with him going out with a a national championship. Uh, So that's kind of what I'm uh, expecting to happen this weekend and, and into Monday. But should be a lot of good hoops this weekend, a lot of fun to watch, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, Alex Bozich, my guest, talking IU hoops. Alex is the editor of InsideTheHall.com, one of the leading sites on IU basketball. Um, lots to talk about here so far this offseason, and I think there's going to be more in coming weeks as news comes out, Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson, so many other things that still have to work themselves out here in this offseason. But I wanted to start with this. Brian Walsh has been promoted from team and recruiting coordinator uh, to the third assistant coaching spot. That's after it was announced that Kenya Hunter and Yasir Rosemond had been bumped up to associate head coaches, getting a little bump there. Uh, Brian Walsh has been well-received, it appears, by players, others in the college game, even media people that we've had on this week. What's your quick takeaway on the uh, promotion of Coach Walsh to the recruiting staff, uh, the coaching staff, meaning he'll be able to get out on the road and recruit now? Yeah, I mean, it was the first person I thought of when I knew the job was open uh, because 
everything he's done behind the scenes uh, with recruiting. He's been really involved. Uh, you talk to people about him, and the first thing they say is how organized he is and how good of a relationship builder he is. And he's put in his time. I mean, he's been in Indiana now. Uh, you know, he was there for four years uh, under Archie Miller, and this will, you know, he was with Mike Woodson last year, first year. So this will be a sixth year in the program. He's only 32 years old, uh, turning 33 here soon, but young guy with a lot of energy. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, a positive addition for the program, and uh, I think everything um, from a recruiting perspective that he's done uh, it has been excellent. And we'll see in terms of player development and how he works with players. He seems to be good at building uh, relationships uh, as well with, with the players. I mean, you saw Jawan Morgan – make a really nice tweet about him after he got the job. So it's definitely, it's definitely not just lip service, what he was talking about in terms of building relationships for the long term with the players. I think he's done an excellent job with that. And uh, we'll see where it goes moving forward. But, you know, I think it's a well-deserved promotion. And I think he's a young, hungry guy who's going to uh, continue to get things done from a recruiting perspective for Indiana, which really, as an assistant coach, I think that's really a, a huge part of the job. And, and that's what Indiana needs to to get is better players, and I think he'll be a big part of that moving forward. All right, talking to Alex Bozich. Alex, uh, four players have departed Indiana to date. Do you expect more, or do you think that this is about all the departures what Mike Woodson and the staff are going to see? Uh, it's hard to say for sure because you never know. This stuff is kind of a moving uh, – a lot of moving pieces with anything, but in, in the portal, uh, not just with Indiana, I think there's just – you know, if, if if there's names in there that you think could help your program, do you kind of try to go after those guys and figure out the numbers later? And that would obviously include guys having to leave. But, you know, with the, how all the news came out last week, it definitely felt like there were meetings and, and the stuff, season stuff uh, with players and coaches, and that's kind of how it all came out in the flurry. Uh, and so it, it kind of feels like that was it from the transfer portal perspective, um, outgoing. Uh, I think the questions that still have to be answered are who's coming back of, of guys like Race Thompson, Trace Jackson Davis, Xavier Johnson. I would expect at least one of those guys, maybe more, to, to come back next season. Uh, if anyone else leaves, they've got one spot open right now. Uh, if multiple spots come open, that's, I think, when you start looking at where you uh, can fill holes from the portal and if there's any high school kids out there, too, that would make sense to bring in for next season. So, uh, in terms of outgoing transfers, it kind of feels like that's probably it at this point. But but who knows? I mean, it's it's definitely something that can change uh, on a on a day to day basis. And if somebody you know finds out that, they, that their role is not going to be what maybe they wanted it to be going forward, maybe somebody else leaves. But uh, just kind of the way it all came out last week, it definitely felt like that was uh, that was the that was it at least for now. All right, you know. The transfer portal has brought craziness to college coaches and roster management, which is a term that we talk about so much now. But, you know, a lot of it can depend on, as you mentioned, day-to-day can depend on what others decide to do. For example, if Race Thompson chooses to come back and play another year 
of college basketball. Potentially, that could affect what Jordan Geronimo does. I mean, if Ron mm-hmm. Grace Thompson isn't there, barring Indiana bringing in somebody that we're not aware of, uh, he should have major, major minutes there, and probably we'll see a lot of minutes there regardless what happens with Race and Trace. But so much of it is interconnected, even on the same team, that one person's decision can affect another person's decision to stay or enter the portal. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I said you kind of have to know what Trace and Race and to maybe to a lesser extent Xavier Johnson are going to do. I do think if, you know, if Race comes back and Trace, then obviously the front court minutes are, are pretty much spoken for in terms of starting minutes, you would think. So I'm not sure how that would impact somebody like Jordan Geronimo, but definitely if he wants to start and have a, a bigger role, I think it would have to have some type of impact on him. I'm not saying that you know, it's, it's a going to be the deciding factor whether or not he stays or goes but um the 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 tough part and i talked about this yesterday on our podcast but was was it with trace jackson davis indiana wants him back no matter when he wants to make that decision but they kind of have to have an idea of if it's possible that he's going to be coming back or if it's likely that he's going to be moving on because the most likely scenario, it seems to me, for him would at least be to put his name in the draft while retaining his eligibility. And we all know how long that could potentially um, drag itself out. He doesn't have to put his name in until April 24th, so he's got time to do that. Uh, and then if he gets a por- if he gets an invite to the Combine, uh, the withdrawal deadline, and this isn't just for Combine guys, this is for everybody, is 10 days after the Combine ends. So uh, you're talking end of May. Uh, that this could all drag out, not just for Indiana, but other programs who have guys who are considering leaving. But I think this is where, as a coaching staff, you have to have a really good feel uh, with your relationship with your players and, and what they want to do. Because if you're holding out and you know you're operating under 85%, say you think that Trace Jackson Davis is going to come back, and you don't maybe go as hard after some guys that are in the portal uh, because you want to keep that opportunity and that, those minutes there for Trace, and all of a sudden he doesn't come back, then and some of these portal guys have already started to make decisions. I think that's where you run into some issues. So um, I think the portal has been great for players and player movement. I think it's been for coaches, uh, not the ideal scenario because there's a lot of moving parts and a lot you have to account for. And when you have fringe NBA guys like Trace Jackson Davis, it makes it even harder because you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And there's a lot of scenarios there that could play out. All right, Alex, I know this is something that's come up this week multiple times already, but I'm curious your take on things. Trace Jackson Davis, uh, I think at best a fringe player to get drafted, although it does seem he's helped his stock with how he closed the college hoop season. NIL is also a factor. He had a handful of deals, at least, that we're aware of this past season, and you would think if he returned to Indiana after a season that ended with IU making the tournament and winning the first four game uh, that he would probably get as much or more in NIL next season. How do you weigh all that out if you're Trace Jackson Davis? I think you definitely – uh, owe it to yourself to declare for the draft, to be able to weigh your options, have conversations with professional folks, coaches, etc., and maybe even some workouts with teams, but you don't close the door to return to college and make some of that NIL money if the draft doesn't seem a lock or seem that possible. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have to have the right people around him to give him an idea of what the scenarios that can play out. I mean, if he's going to go in the draft and he's 
doesn't have a guarantee from a team that he's going to get picked in the second round. But if he has teams that say, "Hey, we're, we're going to give you a two-way contract, or we're going to give you, you know, a uh, you know a two-year deal or something where there's some guaranteed money," you have to weigh that against what is out there from an NIL perspective, which he should be able to gather that data here over the next couple of weeks, months, to have an idea of what's going to be out there. He stands to earn, uh, I would think, more than anybody from an NIL perspective next season if he were to come back to Indiana. It's just hard to know what exactly is out there uh, in terms of a market for him, but I think there's going to be a lot of people helping him and trying to work on, on different things for him. If he's interested in coming back, I think the money – uh, that he can earn is substantial enough to where it would it would offset something like a two-way contract in the NBA or uh, the chance to go overseas and play somewhere. Now, if he's going to get picked in the, let's say, a team says we'll take you in the early second round and give you a guaranteed rookie contract where he's getting paid for two or three years guaranteed, I think that's something that you can't pass up. But um, it's, you know, this is why I think declaring for the draft for him is important because he's going to be able to go then meet with the teams and do workouts and get a feel for what's out there. And all it takes is one team to say, hey, you know, you're our guy. If we don't take you, we're still going to be there for you with a two-way contract or we want to sign you to a to a rookie, you know, an undrafted rookie deal and lock you up for a couple of years. I think that's an opportunity you definitely have to go with uh, over the NIL stuff. So that's something that where you hope for for him that he's got the right people around him that can help him. Uh, navigate through the situation you're allowed to work with agents and all that now so hopefully uh you know he's got the the right folks around him that are advising him on all this stuff alex bozich inside the hall a couple recruiting things jalen hood shafino his montverde academy team will play today at two o'clock in the first round of the geico nationals which is kind of an elite tournament for some of the better uh, high school basketball teams in our country i think is it malik is it renew i'm not sure if i'm saying his name correctly but his i think that's right he will also be playing as well so an opportunity to see a guy in hood shafino specifically that i think iu fans should be really excited about yeah for sure i think that'll be a great opportunity to watch some high level basketball you know with these schools that are uh, playing these national schedules. I mean, they're just often teams that are stacked with Division One talent. So you're going to see a lot of players who are going to be on your television sets next next fall and winter uh, at major Division One programs. And it's like this a great opportunity uh, to be able to check him out. And he was also recently named, I think, to the Jordan Brand All Star Game. I think you know he just just missed making the McDonald's game, but that's. Uh, you know, maybe not as prestigious as McDonald's, but right up there uh, to be named a Jordan Brand All-Star. So really good uh, end to his uh, high school career, and hopefully he can go out with a winning note and, and uh, do well here today on the in the Geico event. Alex, we're going to talk with Gabe Cups here in just a few mm-hmm. minutes in the next segment. Uh, your thoughts on him. What, what should IU fans expect after his senior year of high school basketball? Who is he as a player? Well, I haven't seen him in person, but I've watched a lot of film, obviously. Uh, to me, he just looks like a guy that can help you win. I don't know that there's anything that stands out in terms of uh, measurables or wingspan or vertical jump or anything like that where you say, man, this guy's like a can't-miss prospect. I think the thing about him is that it's can't-miss is that he's going to bring a you know winning attitude and a player that can that can really – impact your culture and your program you just kind of look at how many games he's won the fact that he's mr basketball in ohio which is a really good state for high school basketball talent as a junior that's impressive 
uh, to me, uh, you know, people want to make comparisons and, and they want to say, you know, is he a Jordan Holes? Is he an Aaron Kraft? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, comparing guys, I think, is kind of a dangerous thing. I just look at the fact that he's won a lot of games and he's been the leader on a lot of good teams, and, and that tells me that, uh, you know, maybe he's not going to be the guy that comes in and averages a ton of points or a ton of assists from the get-go or plays, you know, 40 minutes a game, but I think he's going to, whenever he is on the court, he's going to impact winning in a significant way. All right, uh, Alex Bozich inside the hall, always with us Thursdays with good stuff. You can read his work at insidethehall.com and follow him on Twitter at inside the hall. Alex, thank you. Enjoy the final four, and we'll talk next week. All right, thank you, Matt. We'll head to a commercial break. Texter writes in on the Thornton's text line How about in the future you talk boys' high school golf season coming up? Well, that sounds good. What do you want to talk about? You got to text and tell me. Uh, that's the point of the text line 502 414 1450. We'll head to a break. We're back with Gabe Cups, IU recruit in the class of 2023, and Ohio Mr. Basketball as a junior. This dude has had an outstanding high school career so far. Lots of reasons for IU fans to be excited about Cups being in the fold for the future in Bloomington. And we'll talk with uh, the Mr. Basketball next right here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back. Final segment here on this Thursday program. Thornton's text line open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Very special guest with us here to close out this Thursday program, Gabe Cups. He's a future Indiana Hoosier, and he just recently was named Ohio Mr. Basketball earlier this week by a statewide media panel, and he did it just as a junior, which is different from the state of Indiana. It's only for seniors. Gabe, welcome in, and a big congratulations to you, Ohio Mr. Basketball. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Tremendous season and really a tremendous run that you guys at Centerville have been on. I know it ended with a loss in the state championship game, which is always tough, but can you talk about what you and your team accomplished and how you've seen yourself improve and get better over the last year? Um, yeah, I mean, basically our team, um, you know, we didn't have a bunch of highly ranked guys. Um, we were just a bunch of guys that um, bought into each other and um, surrendered our ego for, for the betterment of the team and, um, you know, everybody, everybody did their role and that's why we were able to do so well without, um, you know, the high caliber talent, um, a lot of people call it that we were playing against. All right, Gabe, one of the things that strikes me most about you is you're not just a talented ball player and a heady point guard that understands the game. You're a winner and you're a leader as well. How important is that to you as you finish out high school next year and get ready to come to Indiana? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that's one of my biggest strengths is, um, just leading other guys. And, um, you know, I've always, I've always been a super competitive person, um, ever since I was little, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't play anything unless I was trying to win it. So, 
um, you know, there's really no other option for me. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, when I care about guys, um, you know, I want them to win and I want them to succeed and do well. So um, I'm going to do whatever I can to, you know, allow them to have a good season and have a, have a good time playing. IU 2023 commit Gabe Cups is my guest. Gabe, now that the high school basketball season is over with, you, you're going to play uh, some pretty big-time hoops this spring and summer with the Midwest Basketball Club. You guys play in the top le- level of the Adidas circuit. You've got a really good team behind you as well uh, in the AAU ranks also. Talk about what's ahead for you and your team uh, and how you, you guys are really going to get challenged. You're going to play some of the best in the country over the next few months, including this summer. Um, yeah, I mean, we got a new team, um, you know, new guys, so just trying to trying to find our roles and find how we fit together um, to be the most successful we can be. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to playing, playing those really good teams um, because, you know, that's how you get better. That's how you see where you're at. And, um, you know, it's all about improvement. Gabe, I'm curious, as your high school season was entering the postseason over in Ohio, IU was also gearing up with its Big Ten tournament run, which was a lot of fun to follow and, of course, getting to play a game in Ohio at Dayton, the first four. I think you were at that game with your family. What was it like seeing the Hoosiers kind of ratchet it up to another level in the Big Ten tournament and then get a chance to see them play in person in your state? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, I, I thought they were going to get seeded a little bit higher in the, in the tournament. But, um, you know, when it came down to it and they were in the first four, uh, I got I got super excited and have my sister buy tickets right away. So, um, you know, I was super grateful that, that they were able to play so close and, um, you know, just to be able to go and kind of picture myself in that in that environment um, was really cool to see. Gabe Cups is my guest. Gabe, you've got a reputation. Obviously, also, you, you play for your father, so you're a coach's son, and there's some natural reputation, I think, that goes along with that title. But you've earned the the distinction of being a really hard worker, someone behind the scenes that I know trains extremely hard, puts a lot of time in. And now that the off season is here, yes, you'll be playing on that Adidas circuit that we talked about, but you also have some time to work individually on some things. And, you know, shooting has been a real – touchy subject for IU players and with fans that listen to this show. So I'm curious, what's an off-season workout uh, for you look like from a shooting perspective and otherwise? Maybe it's you and a buddy in the backyard or a park. Maybe it's you and your dad or a teammate at the Centerville gym. But what do you do in the off-season to improve even on your own time? Um, I mean, I don't really know anything, anything other than just work. Um, you know, my dad's always instilled that in me. So, um, you know, if things are going well in AAU, then I think it's because of my work that I put in, if things aren't going well, then I think it's because I didn't work hard enough. So, um, that work has always been where I come back to. And, um, you know, in the off season right now, I just, I woke up and came, um, came to the Centerville gym with, uh, one of my teammates and my dad and, um, yeah, you know, we did some finishes, mid-range pull-ups, and then uh, shot a bunch of threes. So, um, and then we went went to the weight room and lifted. So, I mean, I don't really know how to do anything else other than work. And then, um, you know, it's treated me pretty well so far. So, Good. no reason to stop. Good stuff. Talking with Gabe Cups, he's a commit to 
Mike Woodson in the class of 2023 plays at Centerville, Ohio, and was just recently named Mr. Basketball. Uh, you were voted – Mr. Basketball is a little different in Ohio than it is here in the state of Indiana. Underclassmen can win it, and there's one voted on by the media, which you won, and there's also one voted on by coaches, I believe, which you won that one as well. What's it mean to have that kind of support behind you from coaches and media – that have followed you play. And as you said, it's a team that's really good and won a lot of games and won a state championship your sophomore year, but you don't have that upper echelon elite level, uh, two or three high major players joining you. Uh, so what's it mean to garner that kind of support and respect despite being just a pretty much a solid, a hardworking high school basketball team in Ohio? Um, yeah, I think it's really cool that, um, you know, those, those people recognize that, that I try to do things the right way. Um, and I think, I think a lot of it, um, was just how, how well our team played these past two years. Um, you know, that, that win streak that we had, you know, wouldn't have been possible without, without the other guys on my team. So, um, even though it's a, it's an award for me, you know, it wouldn't be possible without, without those guys on my team and, um, you know, the people around me that support me. All right, Gabe, as you get ready for your senior year, I know there's a ton of motivation to go out on top with your father at Centerville. A lot to work for this summer with great competition you're going to be going up against. What are some areas of your game that you are really focused on taking to the next level before really a year from now, just over a year from now, you arrive in Bloomington to start your career as a Hoosier? Um, I mean, I think I think just slowing down, having the game slow down to me is um, just going to come with time. And, um, you know, I've been working a lot on finishes around the rim and, um, you know, kind of getting my threes off and a little bit more arc on them. Um, so, I mean, that and just getting stronger, I think I need to put on some weight and um, to be able to compete at that Big Ten level. All right, Gabe Cups joining us here today, just uh, really days after being announced as Mr. Basketball in the state of Ohio. Gabe, thank you so much for the chat. It's great to catch up with you. I know a lot of fans in the state keep a very close eye on the success of you and your high school team. So congratulations on not only the individual awards, but the uh, success with your father's Centerville program as well. And we'll stay in touch with you this summer. All right, thank you. I appreciate you having me. All right, Gabe Cups, a great young man and a very exciting prospect for IU, and he'll be here in Bloomington just over a year from now, a senior season ahead for him. Again, his team won 45 consecutive basketball games, which included a state championship back in 2021 and ended with a title game loss to Pickerington Central a few weeks ago. Gabe averaged 14.3 points, 6.8 assists, 2.5 rebounds, and right at two steals uh, per game for Centerville. So we'll keep an eye on him this summer. And as the shoe circuit basketball ramps up, his Midwest Basketball Club team, they are really loaded and it will be fun to follow here this summer as recruiting and those circles get going. And there's a live period for the coaches to get out coming up in April, so there will be some really big events. Some of the shoe stuff gets underway here in just a few weeks, so we'll be keeping a close eye on Gabe here this offseason. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always follow us as a podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts. 
And wherever you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report. You can download or listen to us there. And uh, appreciate those of you that tune in with us, uh, whether it's live on the radio or podcast or however, on a daily basis. Also, uh, last year, a couple years ago now, during COVID, we had a spring uh, spotlight, a senior spotlight for athletes that lost their senior year, didn't get a chance to uh, to play their favorite sport and close out their high school career. We were bringing that back. I know it seems to be a lot of spring sport athletes don't really get the credit I think they deserve. It's near the end of the school year, and uh, some of those sports we just don't talk about as much. So we have got a uh, nomination form. We're going to highlight a spring sport athlete uh, one a day starting next week on the program. If you follow me on Twitter at Hoosier Hills, you can find that nomination form. But coaches, parents, even athletes himself, uh, love to hear from you. We'll be back with you Friday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>